afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frank Eval on the drums and Beans. You forgot who you were for a second. That's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Frank Eval. Um, we, uh, we, we Engelbert Humperdinck. Humper. Engelbert Humperdinck. Humperdinck. And what was the other nincompoop? That was the other word that came up that that I had just heard. I said randomly, and Will's like, "Oh my gosh, that's a weird word to say." All of a sudden, Engelbert Humperdinck was my one of my grandmother's favorite um, musical artists, though. Engelberg Humperdinck. Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah, I had this video to play before the the show actually got on the road for people. I'm I'm thinking of playing it anyway and putting it in the show notes. You can kind of hear what this kid is saying. So I'm going to play it because it's wholesome. And then we're going to move into crap. So I figured why not start with some wholesome shit. Okay. Um, here we go. This is a young, a young gent, a young chap who lives on a farm. And uh, here's what he did. Here we go. That's the tractor. It's your Nin- tractor? Yep, I own this one. 1970, I think. She runs. She cold start. No, I I ran her today. I'm trying to run. How'd you buy that? I bought it for thirty bucks. Thirty bucks? Yes, thirty-five bucks. You found a deal. I found it off my ten. I got new tires and the same new, new carburetor. Let's see, cool. I repainted that, repainted the cover over here. And the motor deck adjustment, I hold my hip pins on is what I hold with it. Lights don't work, but it's, it's old as heck. It's old as hand, no, it's old. The hood's hold not in good shape. Um, as for the motor deck, the belts. We got new belt. we got a, we got new belts on the thing. Not at all. I put more into this tractor than the daggone thing is worth. <laughs> About pretty much. <laughs> well, I guess it's gonna be the end of that. <laughs> it's just so great. It's 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 fantastic. I just sent you another one. Oh, the, okay. I, I I saw this kid on on YouTube once before, and I'm just like, wow. With some some, I mean, it's just amazing. Here. It's just amazing. It, depending, it it really whatever you input into a child is going to come back tenfold. And I mean, you, you're just looking at parenting done really, really right, right over there. Now, obviously, it's hard for someone like me to be raised on a tractor over here in suburban, you know, New York. But still, it it just just shows how impressionable they all are. And here's the, here, and you make here's a good your... impression. Yeah, here's yours. Oh, this one's amazing. Yeah. Oh, why isn't it not? Junkyard. He told me I can have anything that I go can go have. go back to the beginning. He oh, see, he's pretty much he's in his father's junkyard, and his father said that you can have anything, you can you can have any car here that you can get the start. I don't know why the sound is so low. That's a problem. But here we go. Oh, damn. Let's start with that ranchero. Let's get started. Check her out. The first thing I notice is we need a. Oh, you can't play that. It's so low. It's so low. I don't know why. It's not. Damn. I can't adjust the volume on a short. So. Darn. 
That's a really great one too. I'll put it in the show. Yeah. He, he redoes the whole car. I've seen it. He, 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 yeah, it's fantastic. Just to have that kind of have that kind of technical knowledge, and also just the social swagger at that age is incredible. And we move from that beautiful display of children in all of their glory to these two, who are taking the internet by storm the past couple of days. Here we go. We're dinks. We're gonna get asked daily when we plan on having kids. We're dinks. Of course we're going to go out to eat every night after work. We're dinks. We don't have to ask our family for financial help or to watch our kid when we want to go out. We're dinks. Oh. We're going to go to Costco and buy all the snacks in bulk that we want. We're dinks. We have disposable income to spend on whatever we would like and don't have to spend on a kid. We're dinks. I'm going to go to every football game and play 18 holes whenever I want. We're dinks. We're going to get asked at every single family event what we're doing with our life. I, I know what dinks are now. It's like some, something Dual I know income, kids. income, no kids. Yeah. Now, listen, there's a lot of reasons why people don't have children. And, but, but th this whole dink uh, thing where everybody kind of flaunts the fact that they are just living like kings. college roommates. Yeah. Kings. For the rest of their, like, yeah. It, it, I, please, please. Very, very short sighted. There is no, there is nothing. It's very, it's sad to me in a way because everybody to each their own. If you don't want to have kids, that's fine. I understand. That's okay. But and many can't. Right. You know, there's, there's, there's that too. And but what, the way whatever. this is being handled as sort of like it, this is better than I could not explain in words the joy and like amazing experience it has been to to raise my kids. Every moment, even the bad ones, looking back, have been great. So it's, I, it's, I just, I just don't understand why. Hey, listen, I know some. I was talking about this with Lauren yesterday. Uh, we know people who are just. We know people who are in marriages where, the you know one partner, you know one one spouse will have children from a, a previous marriage. The other spouse. You can tell just never had any interest in children and they're they're not wired that way you can see some people i don't know how it is but some people just have no maternal or paternal instinct they don't care and they're just off they're, they're pretty much lone wolves in that respect and but they don't even talk they don't talk about it yeah they don't make whatever. videos about how you know this there's such a bratty weird you know holding on to dear life to college life um you know i don't know atmosphere it's, it's, with these dink things it's one thing like it's one thing to to choose not to have children because that's not something that you're interested in for the reasons you said and it's another to try and make it like the people who do are at some kind of a disadvantage because they can't do what they want there is a short period of time where that is the case but like me and my me and will had our kids really early in our lives so now they're graduating high school and we're in our early 40s. We have our whole lives ahead of us to do what we want to do. So they don't want the party to ever be interrupted. Then, of course, they'll love for somebody oh. to interrupt their party to come take care of them one day when well, they're, I they're, mean, they're they've been left to the uh, the state. When they're getting beat up in a in a nursing home. That's that's a whole different animal of a discussion in and of itself. Um, so 
We're going to move on from there to the, the journalists of the Washington Post, Frank. <laughs> Who's this? A video of the journalists of the Washington Post. We're going to listen to them real quick. Here they go. Risked my life on the front lines of war. I've covered an insurrection. A global pandemic. Historic racial justice protests. Climate change. Wow. And gun violence in America. I work hard to make sure you know exactly what's going on in our D.C. community. To hold powerful institutions to account. And to bring you the latest visuals from around the globe. And I'm worth a fair and transparent pay process. I'm worth a living wage. I'm worth raises that keep up with inflation. I'm worth equal pay to my colleagues, regardless of my race or gender. I'm worth job protections that value my years of service. We've been in contract negotiations for 18 months, and our bosses have refused to bargain in good faith. They have failed to offer us a fair deal that keeps pace with the economy and our competitors. So on Thursday, I'm walking off the job. I am walking off the job for 24 hours. With hundreds of my Washington Post colleagues. Because we're worth more. They're worth, they're worth more. They're worth nothing. (laughs) Democracy is going to die in darkness for 24 hours, you're telling me? You're telling me that, that, that darkness is going to cover the land for 24 hours oh we better get them their money look at the how i paused the screen on this dude he has one eye open he's like i covered a historic insurrection you loser i mean the the, if you were on twitter and you were covering everybody was covering a historic insurrection we tell you everything that's going on and without us you'll be you'll be lost Worth more. 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 Than what the company is offering. Then leave! If you love Washington Post journalism and the people who make it, you can support us by sending a letter. You can support us by contributing to our GoFundMe. (laughs) And our OnlyFans. We're also, we're starting a group OnlyFans. Every night we're going to have a giant orgy. And we would love for you to, to, to sign up for $5 a month. Look at that, yeah. Look at that drunk face. <laughs> it's just so bad. Send a letter to our publisher and tell them you want us to be paid more so that we can continue to propagandize you the way we have been doing. Their yes. average salary is like $68,000 for a journalist at the Washington Post. Really? Yeah. That's actually pretty good. That For, for like what? They're working full time over there just on... On crap? Yeah, I guess Is that so. the starting? That's a starting salary? I don't know what the starting salary is. 68000 to start isn't bad, but you're living in Washington, D.C. Well, I mean, if they would report on why they need more money instead of lying to everybody about it, we'd be in a completely different world right now. <laughs> they need more yeah. money because they live in Washington, D.C. It's and- really the free. My gosh. They're the freaks of Table 5 and from The Wedding Singer. Or, <laughs> or Table 9. What is it? the freaks at table nine that's oh 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 can i find that do you think i can find that social media editor yeah whatever i just probably there this is right before he he's he sings love stinks um i wanted to go over quickly this arlington house explosion yeah <laughs> okay so there's a lot to unpack here Nick Sorter has been doing a good job on on X. Um, the sus- the suspect in these explosions is allegedly dead. 
the uh, there was a how uh, uh, that I guess the police, the FBI went to serve a warrant on this dude's house and he blew it up. We don't know how. It was a gas-powered home. There was natural gas. We don't know how he blew up the house. The house blew up like it blew up. But the dude is his name is um you. You, James you. Around 4.45 p.m. Tuesday, Arlington County, Virginia police were called out to a report of possible shots fired. I thought there was a warrant. Anyway, once officers got to the scene, they became aware that a man inside the home had fired a flare gun out the window 30 to 40 times. Now, that's a lot of flare. (laughs) Um, The owner of the home, James Yu, then barricaded himself inside and refused to make contact with the police. As a result, they obtained a search warrant. There we go. And while attempting to execute it, the suspect fired multiple shots at the officers from inside the home. Then at 8.45 p.m., an explosion occurred, leveling the entire property. The exact cause of the explosion or how it was triggered has not yet been made public. I have, however, confirmed that this home did have natural gas hookup and appliances. Based on the videos, it seems the explosion originated on the in the basement, but I can't confirm. Um, it was something to behold. Uh, the suspect was under the belief, and he used to work for um, Cepheus as a global security director. Okay, mm-hmm. he was he believed very strongly that he was being followed and targeted by literally everybody, his wife, his neighbors, the government. It was a wide-ranging conspiracy theory um, that he had that everybody was out to get him and everybody was following him. He filed God knows how many lawsuits. He contacted the FBI. He contacted congressmen. As a matter of fact, at one point, he was so, um, so, so like, ridiculously contacting a U.S. attorney that the U.S. attorney had FBI agents sent to his house to tell him to stop. Um, Now, I have not read into any of these things yet. Um, A lot of people are saying this is like straight up a psyop. Obviously, there was something going on with this guy that he was being followed. Some other people are like his wife was becoming more and more and more concerned that there was something seriously mentally wrong with him because he started turning on her. And it's just a crazy ass story because he was trying to sue his wife, right? Yes. And his neighbors. He said his neighbors were from where he used to work and they were in disguise. It was it's. It's, it's I, I mean, well, if if that's the, I heard a little bit about the LinkedIn posts yep. about the, the neighbors being spies and all that stuff. It, it, it sounds like it could be schizophrenia. Yeah, I mean, um, the the only thing here uh, is is crazy is that a. In a couple of hours, they found they they confirmed it was him inside the house. I don't know what they found that was identifying. It, the house was totally leveled, um, but it was such a perfect explosion. I don't know what kind of what kind of um, damage was done to his next door neighbor's houses. I'm sure something had to have happened, but it it, it was so perfectly just took out his house. And could it really only have been gas? Uh, yes. If, if he shot a flare gun at the natural gas line in the basement or whatever, I mean, I'm sh- yes. Well, he would have had to just flood the house with gas as well, too, for a few hours. I don't would know. Would have had to. I don't know, to, to, but... I mean, that was such a complete demolition. <laughs> yeah, it's on screen right now. It was It was serious. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Robbie Starbuck had a great 
thread on the things that he had said and and you know he did all a lot of reading onto the lawsuits that he filed and stuff like that i'll put that link in the show notes for everybody to read through it was very very weird what'd you send me i that's the the, the uh freaks at table nine. Oh. Oh yes, we must. It, it, like, uh, well, for even for later or whatever you want it. I think maybe around one forty-five or so is when he starts getting into talking to the crowd. Here we go. Hold on. Me. And I'm pretty sure that guy right there. And that lady with the sidebars. <laughs> I love when the lady shows the sidebar. Table nine. But the there, thing. there's the Washington Post. Yep, me? they're all table nine, all of them. <laughs> huh? Huh? Yeah. So we'll we'll follow that. Um, also, just an update. You you know the Mackie meme case. He was sentenced. Oh yeah. Because he put out a meme about voting, and they put him in jail. Well, he is out on bond until his appeal is heard, which will be coming very very shortly. Um, which I, I think is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. The seven-month prison sentence of Douglas Mackey has been stayed per a federal judge. He was convicted in March for circulating a satirical meme that encouraged Hillary Clinton voters to cast their votes via text in the lead which up is, to the- Which is the most played-out joke for anybody to make in the days leading up to Election Day to, to kind of goad their political opposition. The most played-out joke. It's well, not even original. Just yesterday... Sheila Jackson Lee told everybody to go vote on the wrong day. Is she going to jail anytime soon? That's a that's a rhetorical question. Of course not. Anyway, she he's got out until at least February. Because oh, well, at least he has the holidays. Yeah, I mean, come on, this has got to be this has got to be overturned. And then before we get into the hearings, plenty of hearings and clips to listen to, Frank. Texas v. Pfizer, I did a ridiculously detailed thread on this one because this is what they're going after them for, misrepresentation. So awesome. The crux of it, just to let everybody know, you can go and read the column at UncoverDC.com and you can find the thread on X. It's very well traveled at this point. Um, Pfizer claimed 95% efficacy and they did that by using the relative risk ratio from their, quote, trial. That wasn't trial as the, the lawsuit details. Um, rather than the absolute risk ratio, which is what the FDA says you must use when you're trying to provide people with a proper way to make informed consent about a product. The relative risk ratio, which I have to, I have to remember this because I'm going on Steve Dace today to talk about this case. Um, the relative risk is... The risk of an outcome between exposed and unexposed groups. So the difference there, the the risk between the unexposed versus the exposed. The absolute risk is the actual probability of an outcome. So the absolute risk was 0.85% between the two, which means there was no reason to get the COVID shot in the first place. There was no reason to get it. So this, this... Lawsuit details all of that. It details how Borla was out saying, if you don't get this vaccine, people are going to die when they knew that it was ineffective. He was out there making claims about its efficacy against variants when their own data contradicted its efficacy against any variant and they didn't even do testing on it. It's, it's bomb. It's pretty good. Now, 
the immunity, they're going to claim some kind of immunity or whatever. I don't know how it's going to go, but it's very strong. So they're lying to the public. Their CEO is out there lying to the public. They have the data to prove he knew he was lying to the public. Let's see what happens. Mm. So that's yeah. that. Um, what what could be, like what what are we talking about here as far as, are we talking about damages? Are we talking about jail time? What damages, not criminal. Ah. Yeah. Till these people are removed from civil society. Yeah. So what do you, I know, speaking of civil society, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do the, the Ray hearing or do you want to do the women's rights hearing? Uh, I guess the Ray hearing. I, I listened to a, that clip of him last night talking about how never in his time in yeah. professional service We're gonna has start. he seen <laughs> fear, fear, fear. Every, every terror metric from every possible threat are all elevated at maximum all at once. Be afraid. Be oh, how very, can you, how afraid. can you, how could you? live without the fbi <laughs> at this point be very very afraid okay before we do that this one this is Kristen clark who is the doj's assistant attorney general for the civil rights division versus biden case uh in the district court the court oh, uh, missouri versus biden case uh in the district court the court explained, quote, if the allegations made by the plaintiffs are true, the present case arguably involves the most massive attack on free speech in United States history, close quote. Court went on to find that the plaintiffs were reasonably likely to succeed on the merits at trial, entered a preliminary injunction. The Fifth Circuit has affirmed. The Supreme Court has taken jurisdiction of the case. Of course, that's all civil litigation. Is any criminal investigation or prosecution of the persons responsible for that activity in the FBI, CISA, and at the White House and their co-conspirators underway in the Civil Rights Division? Um, Congressman, I'm, I'm not uh, familiar with this litigation, but happy to bring your question back. Thank you. So let me just make sure I understand that. You are not aware of the Missouri versus Biden litigation that is currently being uh, taken up by the United States Supreme Court. Is that correct? Uh, un unfortunately, I'm, I'm not, Congressman. Well, assuming not, uh, assuming that you're not aware of that, um, what, what reason... I'm not even going to play the rest of it. She doesn't know. She has. <laughs> Please! That is such nonsense. She doesn't I, know. I, I, I never expect anybody to know anything when they go to these things. Makes you wonder how they got the job in the first place. If they can't retain or they can't retain information, was they say, like James Comey forgets that everything, or uh, or never it comes into knowledge, vital pieces of knowledge in the first place. She was questioned about something else too. She tweeted in April of 2020. Quote, these people should be, there was, there were people protesting Fauci and mask mandates and, you know, why are you taking our freedom away from us? And she tweeted, these people should be publicly identified and named, barred from treatment at any public hospital if and when they fall ill, and denied coverage under their insurance. And so Chip Roy questions her about that tweet, Mrs. Head of the DOJ's Civil Rights Division. 
Civil it's, rights division. What talk, civil? Talk, uh, talk about the Washington Post of the DOJ. Oh my gosh! All and right, the Washington Post of the DOJ, right I, there. I mean, how do you even? Here's Christopher Ray talking about how we're on the brink of catastrophe before the hearing begins. Here we go. So what I would say that is unique about the environment that we're in right now in my career is that while there may have been times over the years where individual threats could have been higher here or there than where they might be right now, I've never seen a time where all the threats or so many of the threats are all elevated all at exactly the same time. That's what makes this environment that we're in now so fraught and why funding our men and women who are working shoulder to shoulder with state and local law enforcement and other partners every day makes it even more important. We need more money. Send us more money. We need more money. Not less. You have no clue how pervasive the white supremacy problem is. I saw I, I saw Vice had reported on how the uh, the DOD, the, so the FBI is dealing with all civilian terror threats. And it just keeps rising. <laughs> never and of goes, course, it, never goes down. Of course, this is the case. What could the FBI really do? Is there an FBI agent under every street lamp? <laughs> they, I, yes, I mean, seriously, <laughs> there is. It's so it's so ridiculous. <laughs> so, even listen, yesterday the craziest shit happened to me. I'll just share the story right now. I literally came home from. We were out. We put the groceries away. I and we found a SIM card on the shelf in our fridge, okay? A, a 5G SIM card in the refrigerator. Don't ask. What was the first thing I thought, like, after, what are my kids putting SIM cards in the, in the fridge for? Who's spying on me? That's literally my next thought, was who's spying on me? Is somebody trying to spy on me? I, a 5G nobody, SIM card? Nobody knows how it got there. It ended up being my son's old SIM card. That's neither here nor there. My thought process is what is important here. Important here. Also, I want to address a comment. SC um, said, we might be sitting in FEMA camps by now if they didn't warp speed the jab. So my counter to that is, instead, millions of people across the world are dead. I don't know... I don't know that that's the trade-off that if that's where that I think that's unacceptable completely, completely. I mean, I don't think it's true, but hey, I mean, whatever. Everybody to each their own with theories about things. Um, Christopher the, Ray, what? But I'm still trying to think. There's a did so nobody in your house knows about the SIM car. How is no, it got into no, the refrigerator? No, and everyone's like, oh, condensation. This the the newer phones don't even use them. So this was from a very old phone that nobody's touched. It ended up, and then another thing happened. My mom saw that story, and then all of a sudden I get a text message in our little family group. <laughs> she was folding and putting away laundry, same thing she does every week, into my dad's t-shirt drawer. Drawer. And she goes to put the t-shirts away, a very frequently used draw. She goes to put the t-shirts away and there's an elf in the shelf on the shelf doll in the draw. Like mm. they don't have elf on the shelf dolls in my mom's house. Mm -hmm. Something's going on. Those there's elves are I, it might be for real. Those elves might be for real then. <laughs> I always wondered. Always wondered if they really came to life at night. Mm-mm. 
Anyway. And 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 uh, SC responded, I don't um I think the complexity of the global fight is more complicated than blaming DJT for the jab. And that's the biggest thing that people don't understand. I'm not blaming him for the jab in quotes. I am incredulous about the fact that he cannot today recognize the harm they caused. That's my problem. Nothing more. So that's the issue I have with it. Um because it's never going to be fixed if you can't even acknowledge it is deadly and terrible. Never will we fix the problem. Never. That's my problem with it. Um, Need to acknowledge. You have to. If you don't, you cannot hold anybody accountable. If you cannot acknowledge that these did not save millions of lives, that if you cannot acknowledge that these things were harmful and deadly, regardless of your intentions when you pushed them through, you will never, ever, ever, ever take a step to hold anybody accountable. And I am not going to stop until people are because I have lost family. I have lost friends. I have very sick relatives and friends. And I'm I'm just, I'm sorry. There is a line that, that's just a... Hey, there's a lot. Everybody, the other thing there too is everybody makes their own decisions. And people weren't, I'm sure, I'm sure some people had their, you know, felt a little bit more confident in going forward with getting their shots because a president that they trust was pretty uh was pretty happy to see the the it's not know, even that whatever it do- doctors what gave people this to, and, and, and everybody has the uh, it doesn't matter how many how many times they warp speeded this into production i people like me were never going to take it correct so you now know, it, it, i don't agree with warp speed either because removing the restrictions on the pharmaceutical companies that forced them to do what they need to do for a virus with the 0.1% fatality rate, which we did know at the time, yeah. is stupid. It's just we dumb. Already knew that. We already knew that by that summer. Right, but that's not my issue. And and nobody, no one on earth who got this thing voluntarily or because they felt pressured by their job or whatever had proper informed consent because there everybody was lying and everybody liked the Texas lawsuit. So the fact that now we're dealing with the aftermath of this and look all that you need to do is say wow i was just as bamboozled as everybody else was about this we need to figure out what happened here make sure it never happens again and hold the people who did this accountable not oh i saved a million lives can't get past it nothing you say to me will make me get past it i'm sorry like that is how i feel that is my flag i've said it from the beginning this is where i put my flag this is the hill that i will die on that is my issue sorry like that's all i gotta say so we'll move on from there back to this weasel that donald trump appointed to fbi director and is still sitting there with that smarmy look on his face we need more money to protect you because the entire world is blowing up um the next say more he did. Do you want to hear it? Well, I, I that's the only clip I heard. Yeah, let's play more. So, so blinking red lights analogy about 9-11. All the lights were blinking red before 9-11. Apparently, obviously, all of us missed it. Would you say that there's multiple blinking red lights out there? I see blinking lights everywhere I turn. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So what blinking I lights say- everywhere. It's Christmas everywhere. time. It's Christmas time. So, yes, there are blinking lights everywhere, Christopher Ray. I get the point now. Yeah. Blinking lights everywhere. There's just, we go into the office 
and everywhere. It's just blinking lights. We should have have some have some respect for for Chris Ray, who has to endure the blinking lights so that we can go to work every day. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. So here, this is important because even though everybody, most people don't know and everybody forgets, Uncover DC, little old Uncover DC, broke this story. We broke the story. Kyle Serafin wrote a piece for Uncover DC and broke this story with Uncover DC. And here it is at this hearing. I don't know the answer to that question, but I can tell you that we don't investigate people for their exercise of their constantly protected, constitutionally protected religious expression. I, that I particular intelligence product is something that as soon as I saw it, I was aghast. I had it withdrawn. Really, you were aghast. I was. And, oh, really? Yes, and what sir. have you done about it? Did you fire the people who wrote it? No, I had it withdrawn. Have you fired anybody involved in it? Senator, if you would give me a chance to answer that's a your yes question. or a no. If you it's give me a chance, have I'll you tell you. Have fired anyone no. involved in the writing of that outrageous memo about which, frankly, you've repeatedly misled the public? Yes or no? The individuals involved have in that you product fired anyone? Not, just a minute. Were not found <laughs> to have engaged in any intentional or bad faith conduct, and in fact, in fact, the letter. Senator, it, uh, wow, he needs to be—he needs to be slapped mercilessly across the face. <laughs> Intentionally, he, just it uh, gets, he, it gets Chris Ray—he should be—he should be fastened into a seat and allow every devout Catholic in this country to line up and give him one slap across the face each. That's it. Just a little humiliation, or or they can put him into a uh, into that that dunk. That dunking chair that we from uh, from from uh, carnivals back uh, in the Mar day, March of the Wooden Soldiers. That's mm. they should put it. Babes in Toyland. Put Chris in the, Chris Ray in the dunking chair. I like to see that Lego man hair loosen up a little bit. It gets worse. Senator, a number of the individuals the involved. No. A number of the individuals involved in writing that product in the Richmond office were themselves Catholics. So the notion oh, I see. that so they were targeting they, their own oh, faith. Oh, so they is have to get out of jail free card. Okay. How many times has that excuse been shot down by the virtue signaling left when you're like, I'm married to a black man, I can't be racist. Oh, that's not true. You have institutionalized bias and it's ridiculous. So the people that wrote it are Catholic, so that means it's okay? Like what the well, hell is he even saying? I mean, it's just what is being anything? You know, what is, oh, I'm, I'm a Christian myself. You can say whatever the hell you like. It's just it. I mean, the, the faith, the, the faith is what is really left of the faith. So it's just crazy. As Susie said, Punch it was snakes. traditional Catholics, and there is a big difference here. I see. I they, see. So you're I immune and they're that. immune. So we shouldn't ask questions about it. You haven't done a darn thing. You haven't fired anybody. In fact, what the House found is, what is it? You, you admonished them. They were admonished. And their respective supervisors were told to engage with the Human Resources Division to ensure the deficiencies are addressed. Oh, well, I feel much better. They've been sent to bed without food. Good heavens, director. This is one of the most outrageous targetings. You have mobilized your division, the most powerful law enforcement division in the world, against traditionalist Catholics, whatever the heck that means. And you're just told us you, you have not fired a single person. No, I don't. Nope. 
And he sits, no. and there's more. I mean, there's more. And, and, and what about? I, I can't stand that mealy mouth nonsense. Well, we we had you know addressed the deficiencies. What's the deficiency? <laughs> These people got together, and they targeted people based on their faith because they thought that it was radical that they're going to masses that were still being conducted in Latin. Latin. Yes. Yes. So it, it, it you, so. Where was the deficiency there? Where did they mistakenly target everybody? This is everything is a conscious decision. You freak. I hate him. I hate everybody that works with him. Systemic bigotry against Catholics in the FBI. No. What are you going to do about this? Are you going to fire these people or not? Those individuals have all been admonished and it is all going admonished. into their, if you would let me finish my answer, it is all going into their annual performance reviews, which has direct impact on their compensation, among other things. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. I see. Sure. So the 60 million American Catholics who we now, who now learn that your FBI has recommended that priests be recruiters informants, your FBI has gone to priests, choir directors, but we're to feel better because you've admonished them for their wrongdoing. You, again, are conflating two different well, things. I'm not. When I am we taking are... your testimony where you said you do not. You said categorically, categorically, you said we do not. We do not go to priests and ask them about their parishioners. You said we do not. You didn't say we haven't. You didn't say we won't. You said we don't. As it turns out, you do. And you kept it from the public. You deliberately misled Congress about it. And the only reason we know about it is because a whistleblower came forward. I just That's fundamentally disagree with your character. Oh, I fundamentally disagree with your characterization of the things I've already said in plain English. Right. I, I would like to characterize the things that I did a little bit differently than the way that you characterize them, sir. I can play this game with you all day. I have no penis. <laughs> oh, man. Um, This Mike Lee exchange with him about FISA query is brilliant. It is almost 10 minutes long. We have the time. We can stop it and comment. But I, I mean, I have a shorter version, but I almost don't even... Let's do the shorter version first, and we'll play the beginning if we have time. Here we go. Don't worry about it. We got this taken care of. Ooh, we got I was listening to it on 2X. <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. Don't worry about it. We've got this taken care of. We've got new procedures. It's going to be different now. It's never different. You haven't changed. And you keep referring to these policies, these new procedures. We haven't seen that. We're not even allowed to have access to it. And we have absolutely no reason to trust you because you haven't behaved in a manner that's trustworthy. You can't even, as we sit here, tell me that people who intentionally, knowingly, deliberately violated the civil rights of American citizens, that, that they were fired, or that they had their security clearance stripped. Now in 2022, FBI and other agencies searched Americans' communications over 200,000 times, only 16 of which were evidence of a crime-only searches that returned information. I'd like to ask you to, to give a, a yes or a no uh, answer to these questions. Were the three related batch queries consisting of over, over 23,000 separate queries relating to the events of January 6th, or were those evidence of a crime only queries, yes or no? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. The answer, what is, I can't, what, the answer is no. I, what I do I, know the answer. The answer what, is no. Were there 141 I, queries for the activists arrested in connection with the uh, George Floyd protests 
uh, here in Washington, D.C., evidence of a crime-only queries? Those were non-compliant queries, uh, and again, they all predate the reforms that we've put in place, which, which before echo we... Which other reforms that ever, other FBI directors which have told me about to, every darn year. If How I may... 19,000 donors to a political campaign? The answer there is no. What about the query for a sitting member of Congress? The answer there is no. What about the query involving a U.S. senator, which for all we know could be any one of us? The answer is no. And so what, what does that tell me? Well, what I'm hearing and what these data points all point to is that a warrant requirement or prohibition relating to, quote unquote, evidence of a crime only queries would not have been uh, something that would have prevented any of the most egregious examples of the abuse that we've seen under Section 7. I.E., what he's saying is the thing that Congress is advancing right now under 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 speaker to require a warrant to do these queries in certain circumstances would really do nothing to stop them from doing all the things they've already done wrong anyway. In right. Translated, okay? But we'll keep listening. 702. So the FBI is already required to obtain a court order in some circumstances before accessing the contents of Americans' communications in the context of 702. They're already required for that in some circumstances. Since 2018, how many times has that requirement been triggered according to government reporting. Do you know? Are you talking about the so-called F2? Yes. Yeah, uh, how many times has it been triggered? Yes. I think it, I think there have been two instances where I think is maybe the number. 100, 103. 103 times yeah. it's been triggered. And out of those 103 identified times, uh, the FBI should have obtained a court order. How many times did the FBI actually obtain one? Do you know? That I think the answer is none. Zero. So you're telling me that the FBI has completely ignored the limited court order requirement that it's already subjected to. You have the audacity to come here and you told us that getting, uh, adding a warrant requirement to 702, even for queries involving U.S. persons on U.S. soil, that that would amount to some sort of unilateral disarmament. That, you have a lot of gall, sir. This is disgraceful. The Fourth Amendment requires more than that and you know it. I know every single time for centuries, even prior to the founding of this country, there were similar protections built into the laws of the United Kingdom before we became a country. Even then, the government was making the same darn argument you're making today, which is, it's too hard. This would make it hard for the government. It's why we have a constitution, sir, and you must comply with it. Mr. Chairman, may I respond briefly? When you ask why are things different this time, I would point you again to the findings of the court and the department themselves, both of which have not been shy about identifying some of the same instances that you cited in our colloquy. They themselves have observed the effectiveness of the reform, which is why the uh, pre versus post date of the reforms becomes very significant. So that's number one. Second, it, it, second uh, as to your claims about constitutionality, I would point you back to what the case law actually shows on this subject, which is that no court has found 702 in its current form to be That's uh, not unconstitutional. That's not constitutionality. The Constitution is uh, a very, very short order of business, and it's not about precedent and what courts uh, 150 years later uh, managed to reinterpret as being. It's just not the case just not the case so that case law can be reversed and changed by a future that's the constitution no it's not 
the Fourth Amendment is very, very, very explicit. And actually, speaking of constitutionality, Mr. Ray, you should not have a job and your department should not exist. If the bureau we should not exist. The Constitution, correct. Should not exist. Yep. So you continue with your little your little LARP with your your pin on your lapel and uh and have fun. Because all all we have to hear is about reforms that have been made. It's always so stupid. Oh well, that every, was before reforms were made. Oh yeah, we, we found we found that everybody was acting in a politically biased way about one thing or another. Until and until we put these reforms in. And since then, everything has been fine. It's just... <laughs> and then now, now all of their political, their political biases have been shackled. You cannot see the, the reforms. You're not allowed to look at them, what they are, how they're implemented. And we've gotten the court to agree with us that our reforms are great. Here, wait. The court, to have looked at it, has found it to be constitutional. Well, and last point. How lucky last for you, point. because no one has standing to do that. No one knows when they're being surveilled. That, that, that is not an argument, last, sir. Last point. Mr. They're anonymously surveilling us. We don't know it. How are we supposed to ever? <laughs> Come on. Listen, the constitutionality has already been, already been established by some, some, some nitwit judge. Who doesn't know what a woman is. Yes. <laughs> Please, the Constitution. Say, Mr. If I had a shot on this on this panel, I would say, Mr. Ray, do you understand that um, your job should not exist? <laughs> Mr. Ray, wh wh what do you feel about you being the head of a bureau that is anti-American and should not exist? Let's let's finish this because it gets Mr. Chairman. Uh, is that in some of the instances, and you went through a number in your uh, questions, in some of the instances in particular that I know about, uh, those are instances where the queries were run in order to get to a public official member of Congress to warn them about Mr. foreign Ray, influences you, targeting you, them. Yes, can and we those from the microphone, He's please? eating it. <laughs> He's Mr. Eating Ray, it. Mr. Ray, can you remove the microphone from your lung? <laughs> we can we can hear your alveoli. <laughs> we can hear we can hear your alveoli uh, expanding and contracting, <laughs> exchanging oxygen. In your... It's almost like it's in. A, I mean, it, it, it's almost like it's up its ass. Because right? yeah, Mr. Ray, can you push the microphone a little bit deeper down into your stomach so we can hear your <laughs> your small intestines and. <laughs> Ooh. I have enabled that. We yeah. call those consent searches. And consent searches do not require a warrant, sir. And you know that. There is nothing that you have done that is not entirely within the FBI's control and supervision. You're asking me to believe something that is not believable because your, your agency has made it unbelievable. And I refuse to accept it. Well, well. Ted Cruz got in on the action. Sound bites from Ted. Is the FBI, do they make a routine practice of allowing partisan political optics to prevent investigating serious evidence of corruption? 
my instructions to our people on this and on every other investigation are that we are to follow the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it, no matter what political influence. Then why did you get the GPS data on where Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were? Again, Senator, with respect, I can't discuss an ongoing investigation. And and Director Ray, you and I have gone round and round on this because I understand anytime you're asked about this, the answer is it's an ongoing investigation. Of course, the investigation isn't ongoing. You're not doing the work. You got whistleblowers pointing out that you're not doing the work. And you are hiding behind the skirts of the attorney general. Is the. The attorney general is apparently a crossdresser. Oh, no doubt. Wouldn't be surprised. No doubt. And then. No doubt about it. If you want to hear about election interference, Frank, but this will be the last one of the day. We won't get to the uh, the wife of Matthew Graves today telling that telling women that they should just learn to lose Against men in their sports gracefully. (laughs) I saw Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez make the ridiculous assertion that if we start excluding men from women's sports, which is a phenomenon that we didn't even conceive of like five years ago. If we start start excluding men from women's sports, that means that every woman is going to have to go through medical examinations to confirm their genitals. (laughs) <laughs> which is which is hilarious even from the the standpoint of that she is intimating that every man is passable as a woman that there is no that when you look at when you look at Riley Gaines standing next to that that Dalia guy uh that, that there's is there any question that they're going up against these hulking broad-shouldered square-jawed men that the fact that oh well if this is the case like well, like what for the last hundred years of of uh, of collegiate sports in this country, have there been men competing as women that we just couldn't see? It, it's they're they're so disingenuous and so over the top, so over the top with their psychosis. It's it, you can't even measure it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and the fact that we're watching this play out in congressional hearings is very scary because these are supposed to be this is supposed to be the 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 glue the mortar that holds our little corner of civilization together. And this is about the, this is what they're talking about. This is the kind of way this is the way that they see reality. Like what we just saw with Christopher Ray. It's great to get these sound bites from Mike Lee and from, and from Ted Cruz. I, I like to see Ray get punched around a little bit, but he's going to leave that, that, that meeting, go back to work. And uh, you know, a couple of years from now, we'll have some dusty sound bites to remember. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I wish I wish they can drag him out of there by his hair and, and throw him into the poorhouse. The AOC thing is is unbelievable to me. And the other thing was, let me let me I got to hold on. Hold on. Let me just do this one. I got to play Riley here. Physical contact uh, or throwing something at one another or collision. Uh, these girls are scared. Um, another thing. Thing I hear across the country uh, is women are terrified to speak out. Uh, they're terrified to be vilified. They're terrified to be called transphobic uh, or bigots like we've been called in, in this hearing today for, for stating our views. Uh, and that's a real threat. And I understand it because since taking the stance that I've taken, my address has been leaked. And since my address was leaked, I've had people showing up at my doorstep. I've had drones flying above my house. Uh, I can't even tell you the amount of death threats that I've had that have uh, me, rendered the FBI getting involved. 
uh, it's real. The vitriol I face, I've been held for ransom for over four hours where these protesters demanded that if I wanted to make it home to see my family safely again, I had to pay them money. Uh, I've been hit, I've been spit on, I've had bottles thrown at me, drinks poured on me. Uh, again, uh, Thomas's teammates in particular, they were forced every single week to go to mandatory LGBTQ education meetings to learn about how just by being cisgender, they were oppressing Thomas. And when they were concerned about the locker room aspect, and 16 of these swimmers, Thomas's teammates, sent an email to their administration with their parents on the email expressing their discomfort in the locker room, the administration responded back with, if you feel uncomfortable seeing male genitalia, here are some counseling resources that you should seek in an attempt to re-educate yourself. Uh, at in, Roanoke in College... Of, in, in light of the time, Ms. Gaines, just real, yeah. real quickly. Literally... If I were to go into a female swimming locker room and have to change into my clothes, which in a locker room with women of the same, you know, women, you're okay seeing other women. It's just the way it is. I don't want to have to see some man's erect penis while I'm changed. That's just, it's not okay. There was a, a, a clip from Victoria's Secret the other day. Some trans weirdo that wakes up in the morning and says he's not sure which gender he is. One day he could be half man, half woman. The other day, just has he's just a, a freak, straight up. Was mad because the Victoria's Secret staff clear waited for all the women to be done trying on their undergarments, cleared it out, let him use a, a room without any other women around, and then he he was mad that he couldn't go in there with all the other women. Now, granted, forget that. He's trying on this shit, okay? Women are going to go and put, like, it's weird. It's just, and, and Victoria's Secret was like, oh, we're so sorry you didn't feel included. This guy just wants to see women in their bras and panties. That's what he wants. And he wants to know that somebody's going to wear the panties that he just tried on. Yes. And yes. This, is all, this is all autogynophilia. It's all, it's all self-sexualization and 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 it's it's crazy um what she's describing right there the forces the political and social forces she's describing right there you cannot negotiate with no there is no finding reason there is no finding a peace and there is no finding a more acceptable position for because they have already found their power they're not going to give it up they want more and they believe in their delusion more than we believe in reality. And uh, it's going to have to get to a point where some action's taken here. And the hearings are not going to be enough because there's no negotiating with this level of uh, psychopathy. And it's very, very serious. And I hope everybody understands that eventually uh, the rubber is going to have to meet the road, whatever the hell that means. But um, they, they, they need to be shown. And I'm not talking about genocide but they need to be shown no quarter they need to just be kicked out of everywhere it has to be very strictly enforced and um all of their complaints just need to be that's it that's number one and then when these terrorists up their game which they are totally fine with violence when they up their game then they need to be dealt with even more harshly because the, the problem here is that there's no deterrent for anybody, whether it is just small-time shoplifting or sexual assault that is being normalized. There's no more deterrent in society. And eventually, if we want to survive, um, that's it. She says at one point, if I'm a transphobe, you're a misogynist. 
so true. Such a great comeback because it's true. She, the, the, anyway, that's it for today. You have been listening to the Dark Delight podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can find us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, streaming live on Rumble, Getter, and on X. Or audio version of the podcast is available on all the podcast platforms, except the ones that have gone out of business at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, We're going to be back here Friday, right? Yep. All right. We'll see you on Friday, guys. Later. Later.